Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well met, fellow adventurers. We are Sir Crokington, and it is time to joust. This is it, the joust. Part 3. It's day two of the jousting tournament. Here we go. A warm, overcast afternoon finds you once again standing at the western end of the list field. In the group that includes Thakir, the commander of Sangard Keep, and the warden of the joust, and your seven remaining competitors. There are to be four bouts today, which will serve to whittle the, whittle the field of jousters down to two. Realise that all of the remaining Distance are highly skilled horsemen and jousters, meaning that this round of the tournament is likely to prove a bit less forgiving than the first. Thakir tells you that you will again be jousting first against a young soldier by the name of Yindl, who has time and again proven himself on the field of battle. Learn that Yendel is fresh off a week-long sprint patrolling the outer markers, during which he and his Regiment soundly defeated four Nanowak warbands. The young soldier strides up to you and wishes you luck. He tells you he has heard of your valorous deeds performed in the service of Fakir, and he hopes to be able to one day fight at your side. He's hoping it seems more likely you'll be fighting against him before you have the chance to fight with him, and the two of you share a laugh. The crowd of onlookers for today's joust is noticeably smaller than it was on the first day. Many of the soldiers who would normally have attended the spectacle have been sent to the northern edge of the hold, where they have been preparing defences against what many suspect may be a large-scale Nanowak assault in the coming weeks. You also note that Thane Mazapak and Lucuin are not present. Pressing matter at the keep ties his hands today with my Thakir during quiet regarding Thane's absence. He wished for the hot tournament to continue though. So here we find ourselves. Thakir tells you he has spoken to the Thane following the first round of competition, and he was quite impressed by the skill and courage you displayed. That is high praise indeed, says the commander. For the Thane is a man who is by no means easily impressed. Another absence you may note of, though with more profound disappointment than the others, is that of Arthurok. Your eyes scan, scan the gathering of our lookers for any sign of the huntsman, and you are dismayed to discover that he is not to be found. Since your first encounter, you found your thoughts returning to him with increasing frequency. Whether it is a growing affection you seem to hold for him, or the fact that thinking of the handsome huntsman helps to drive away the unpleasant reminders of your mission that seem to crop up at every turn, one thing is certain. Scarcely an hour passes where he does not slip into your thoughts. A chorus of horns wings out, signalling the start of the bouts. 
Before you can head over to fetch the charger you'll be riding, Thakir approaches and tells you there has been a change. Thakir tells you he's received word that Ashtar, Ash, Ashtimeburn is needed back at the keep, and so the formidable champion Valance will need to ride into his belt ahead of you. Hmm, curious. Although, admittedly, he is a champion horseman, so I guess he's good at this. He has many skills. As Ash and his opponent, the, a barrel-chested youth by the name of Mirtwist Tumshire, maneuver their seeds into position at the opposite end of the list. You stand back with your fellow jousters and pair to watch what you can only assume will be an easy victory for the Lord and Champion. Despite the festive nature of the joust, and the relative safety you feel in the company of your fellow competitors, not to mention Thakir and its daytime, that helps too. The snakes only attack at night, or in the wilds. You remain alert, vowing not to forget Lurkin's warning that foul play was to be afoot during the tournament. You scan the gathering spectators time and again, seeing nothing amidst the onlookers that rouses even a hint of suspicion. The near-deafening blast of three horns and the thundering of hoofbeats returns your thoughts to the bout that is now underway. Ash Tarnburn, with, with the poise of a master lancer and horseman, speeds down the white side of the hill towards Mithamda, whose heavy charger gallops steadily along the opposite side. A shocked murmur runs through the crowd, and your own eyes widen, as without warning, the horse-bearing Ash Timeburn pulls out of its charge, rears up on its hind legs, and casts its bewildered wider to the ground. Bewildered wider to the ground, Ash appears dazed by the fall, but quickly attempts to regain its feet. What happens next, however, is entirely unexpected and in your mind paints the surprising incident with a dark, sinister hue. The heavy child Arja brings forth both of its front hoofs repeatedly on the back of its former wider, driving Ash to the ground each time he attempts to regain his feet. The horse's feet begin to strike his head, you, Fakir, and three, other three of the other competitors rush forward to come to the aid of the fallen jouster, Two of you, two of the men grab the horse's reins and manage to drag the wild creature out of the way so you, Thakir, and Yendal can pull Ash to safety. Mitrimzir, whose horse did not stop its charge until it reached the end of the tilt, rushes up and glances down in shock and horror at his badly battered opponent. Yeah, I admit, I mean, he, he wanted to win, but not like this. There's no glory in it. Ash is slow to regain his feet, and it is suspected that he has suffered more than one cracked or broken lip, lip whip in the unexpected assault by the horse. His face and the back of his head bear several marks that Shamai's will turn into large bruises, and his left arm appears to be broken just below the elbow. In your estimation, he's very lucky to survive the attack. I thought they were supposed to be wooden swords! He gasps, 
making the effort to poke Pran of his own predicament beneath painful gasps. Fakir calls for three soldiers from the from the crowd gathered to watch the watch the joust. Joust and instructs them to return to return at once to the keep with Ash. And let's hope that every last bit of morale doesn't depart along with him, says Fakir, as all present wash Ash and the three soldiers make their way slowly off the field. Where is that horse? What in the name of the Allfather could have stirred up a beast like that? Thane won't like this a bit. As you and the others head slowly back to the western edge of the list field, preparing to continue the day's bouts, you are certain that the misfortune that befell Ash was no accident. While you ready yourself for your contest against Yendor, you find yourself wondering somehow you were the intended target of the horse's wage. wage. I mean, if it even is a horse. I mean, if Tazar can turn themselves into a human, surely they could turn themselves into a horse. You know, just turn themselves into a horse at night, just stealthily, just clonk, murder the old horse take its place. Maybe they could do that? I mean, who's gonna notice? I mean, it's not like you can ask a horse personal questions. <laughs> or it could have been of some sort of hypnotism, or even some sort of mental assault. There are all sorts of crazy ways they could have done it. Or replace the horse with a with a trained naughty horse who's naughty, vowing not to let such thoughts affect you in your bout with Yendor. You push them out of your mind as you climb into the saddle and move to the end of the tilt on the near side of the field. You vow, however, to remain watchful for any sign of trouble from the heavy steed on whose back you're perched. Yendor takes his place at the far end of the list. Both you and the young soldier wait with pounding hearts the Fakir to single the start of the contest. A chorus of horns suddenly fills the air, lifting a cheer from those gathered to witness the violent but honourable spectacle. Fakir steps into the middle of the list field and holds up both of his hands, which immediately subdues the din of the crowd to a murmur. Your proud horse stamps impatiently and snorts. Well, well, as long as you don't do any of that stamping on me, we'll be fine. Fakir suddenly lowers his hands, and you immediately urge your horse forward. The powerful charger swiftly breaks into a gallop down the white side of the tilt. The far end of the list, Yindal Steed, also begins his charge. You and the young soldier quickly... Find yourselves bearing down on each other with unnerving speed. Your heart pounds as the thundering hoofbeats of the two heavy chargers rise into the air, momentarily drowning out the cheers of the gathered spectators. Clinging to the reins with one hand and trying to steady your lance with the other, you fly down the list, personally close to the tilt, as you prepare to make an attempt to unhorse the young. Unhorse the young soldier now. 
Okay, admittedly, the mechanics of how the joust works was explained in the first in the first part of this the series the, the, about the joust. So just watch that. I'll, I'll put a link in the in the description to it because if you've already heard this description, it'll be kind of boring. Anyway, picking a number, bonus of seventy-four. Pick now. All right, one hundred and seventy. Prepare to Yendel's one eighteen. Second number, bonus of eighty. Pick now. A hundred and fourteen. Uh, 140, 141, bring it to 311, and he got 120, bringing him to 238. Alright, I'm pulling quite a lot ahead. But here's where I'll probably pull ahead even more, because my weaponry lances is so high. Picking a number, oh, oh and it's 1 to 200 for weaponry lances. I didn't notice that before. Alright, add bonus 144. Pick now. I got 334 points. That's nearly as many points as you could possibly get. And he got 319. Hmm. He must have some pretty good lancing skills. Anyhow. And that, so it's three, it's six, four, five versus five. Five, five, seven. The tip of your lance smashes into Yendel's shield. The force of your blow sends a young soldier toppling from the saddle. He lands on his back in the middle of the lane and emits a single but shrill gasp as the violent impact forces every ounce of breath from his lungs. You expertly draw your charging horse to a halt and dismount, casting aside your lance in favour of the wooden sword you choose chose at the start of the tournament because only centaurs can use can use lances normally and i don't think there are any centaurs in swift i mean there are, I mean, there are the xylemore i mean they're kind of like centaurs but much much scarier i assume they could probably use a lance if they wanted to but why do that when you can just make those those dark, those black black blades from your spider spider goo? Yendor slowly regains his feet and turns to face you, brandishing his wooden sword with a high degree of steel as you bear down on him. Despite having been unhorsed and suffered some serious damage in the fall, the young soldier appears determined to fight you to the finish. The crowd wars. Wildly in anticipation of a fierce battle, begin combat with Yendor. Now, I cannot. I can't. There are some powers you cannot use when you're doing a non lethal fight because necromancy doesn't know how to be non fatal. But telekinesis, you can do that. And let's do another telekinetic blast. And he loses 26 damage and he is defeated. Don't know if that was exactly sporting using magic in a joust, but Fakir didn't say you couldn't. He defeated your foe. 21 experience, most of it to telekinesis. 
Yanjor falls back, flat on his back, and drops his wooden sword. He places both hands on his face and starts to laugh, though his mirth is interrupted by short, painful gasps. Enough, regular dude, he cries, smirking. They might as well crown you today. Beg me, beg, I beg you to remind me to never wide at you again. The small crowd cheers as you reach down and hope your grinning opponent to his feet. Yinjor meets you in the shoulder crotch and congratulates you on a fine bout. Had I known you were so good with horses and sticks, I might have bribed the commander for another opponent, he smirks, as the two of you make your way. Way back to where Thrakir stands waiting. In fact, I'm really bad with sticks. It's just that I'm so good at everything in general that it makes up for it. You and Yendor bow to Thakir upon returning to the far side of the list, and the commander, commander commends you both on a well-fought bout. Seems we have a lady with a spirit for the joust, says Thakir, slapping you on the shoulder as he moves off to announce the next set of contestants. And a, bit of good and a good bit of luck, too. I don't think Ash Turban will any t any shape to take to the saddle any time soon. Real shame, to be sure. But he'll pull through. The rest of the tournament's second round passes without an incident. The remaining t and when the remaining two bouts have been concluded, a total of four of the original 16 contestants remain. Mitch Rimsor, who has been awarded a victory was about due to the incident that injured Ash Tyburn and forced the Master Jouster out of the contest. Seems quite dejected at how things have turned out. Ah, oh, then nothing of the sort, says Thakir, somewhat crassly. Countering Mert's proposal, the tournament be restarted, or even called off entirely in light of the unfortunate incident. There is danger inherent in a spectacle lit like this. A pity and a shame it is, but let us not forget the reason we are jousting. The fall of Ash Timburn is tragedy enough. Let's not pile on another by losing our spirit for the thing. Mert apologised and said he meant no harm. Thakir tells the young soldier to think no more of it. Yep. Yeah, he's a honourable guy. The smaller crowd and the absence of the thane. Perhaps more importantly, the absence of Arthurok makes your second victory in the jail seem somewhat less thrilling than your first. A few of the soldiers who watch the afternoon's events come up and congratulate you on a fine show showing as you make your way off the list field. You thank, you thank them and proceed along the road leading up from the corral to the keep. As you approach the gates of the formidable fortress, you decide that you will seek out Ash Tyburn and see how he has fared following his painful and utterly unexpected early exit from the tournament. While you cannot prove anything, you have only your own suspicions and Lucuin's warning to guide you. You are all but certain that the incident that nearly cost the Master Horseman and Jouster his life was meant to take yours. And that is the end of this adventure, the Joust Part 3, the 384 experience to general, which is alright. Of course, with sagas, the real reward comes at the end. Especially if you win. Okay, back to 
back to back to this back to the safe near safe place to save move about the keep the west camp the joust part four an empty list field can only mean one thing surprise party <laughs> no start the adventure when you arrive at the list field, what is to be the third set of contests in the jousting tournament? You're shocked to find that apart from two men fixing a length of the corral fence, you are the only soul present. After assuring yourself that Fakio and Njid announced today as a day for the resumption of the contest at dinner last night in the keep's main hall, you make an inquiry with the two men working on the fence. The men have just finished their repair. As they gather their simple tools, they tell you that there was an analog incursion at the western edge of the outer markers early this morning that sent Fakir and a large force to the border. You thank the men for the news, but you find yourself wondering why you weren't alerted to the event. That's my thing! Fighting goblins! It's my thing! And you didn't invite me? That'd be like. That'd be like rescuing a, a sunken, a sinking sub, and not inviting Aquaman. <laughs> mm. The two men leave, leave the field, and start up the road as it winds its way to the high ground of the keep. You're about to follow after them when you are suddenly surprised by the loud snort of a horse. You turn to find a lone wider atop a charge at the far end of the field. The wider was wearing a full suit of plate and a visored helm. A lance, streaming with colourful ribbons, rests at his side. You watch with growing curiosity as the armoured wider moves into position at the end of the list lane. The horse breaks into a gallop and thunders down the left side of the tilt towards a practice target. The wider echoes over. Riser strikes strikes the target strikes the target with the tip of the lance, sending a loud echo off one of the stable buildings in the corral behind you. So okay, so I can move over to the lone jouster, remain where I am and watch the jouster or use divination just to see if there's anything up. I mean, wouldn't he have been sent off to deal with the nanowok? Hmm. Well, I wasn't. Maybe it was just a mistake. Divination, anyway. Succeeded. 4xp to channelism. Divination. Channeling your power divination. You are able to sense the wide was aware of your presence. They also feel your attempts to discern more about the individual are somehow being blocked. You sense the wide possesses great power. Well, well, let's just let's be friendly. Move over to the lone jouster. You, you, you start across the broad grassy expanse towards the low jouster, eager to find out if perhaps it's one of your fellow competitors beneath the full suit of plate. The rider turns in your direction as you approach and rides out towards you. When the horse is within 20 yards of you, it slows to a stop at the urging of the lance-bearing rider, perched in the saddle upon its back. You call out to the rider and ask if, this, if there's going to be a joust today. A loud, raspy, masculine voice, somewhat ruffled by the helm's lowered rider, helm's lowered rider visor, 
delivers a chilling response. There is now. With startling swiftness, the rider lowers the tip of his lance, and the sturdy horse beneath him ballops and in, breaks into a gallop. Hey, the lone jouster, his powerful steed, are rapidly bearing down on you. The tip of his decorated lance is levelled at your chest. Hey, hey, hey! It's not a joust if I'm not also on a horse. I have to be on a horse too. Okay? Then it's a joust. This is just attempted murder. <laughs> Come on now. Let me get a horse first. As the horse and its rider hurtle towards you, a wave of intense pain washes over you, mangling your thoughts and leaving you dazed and breathless. As the pain rapidly fades, you come to the horrific realisation you can no longer move your arms and legs. You've been paralysed by a powerful psionic attack. While you struggle to fend off the suggestion of the paralysis that has been planted deep in your psyche, you watch with growing horror as the tip of the rider's lance speeds towards your chest. Right, picking a number, bonus of 60, 20 from mind, 20 from more, 20 from spirit. I've got to... I've got to get 75 or more, so I can tell my body to get out the freaking way. Pick now. 145 success. An amazing display of mental fortitude and iron will. You managed to break free from the powerful psionic suggestion that rendered your limbs useless. With the horse and its lance-bearing wider nearly upon you, you make ready to dodge the impending attack. You make a desperate bid to throw yourself clear of the charging horse. And the deadly tip of the lance levelled at your chest. Right, picking a number. Bonus of 56. 20 from agility. 10 from body. 8 from luck. And 18 from horsemanship. Got to get 100 or more or I get skewered. Pick now. 132. Success. You throw yourself to the ground and roll to your left. Narrowly dodging both the tip of the lance and the thundering hooves of the charging horse. The speed of the horse's charge carries the armoured rider swiftly past you. As you turn to face the armoured rider, he draws his steed up to a halt about 20 yards away. The rider moves up and lifts the visor with heart with his helm, revealing a, a shining pair of fierce blue eyes. You don't remember me? Says the wider in a waspy masculine voice. Perhaps you do. You're just not like this. He quickly asked the man why he woe while he woe did you. You have already been warned to leave the island he says flatly. You will not be warned again. You are meddling in affairs that aren't your own and placing people in danger because of it. There is certainly no need to create more peril than already haunts the isle. You must leave Sarngard at once, if indeed you place any sort of value on your life. Okay. Alright. Demand to know the stranger's identity. Tell him you've no intention of going anywhere. And tell him, tell him you will leave the island. Well, that will be a lie. Because, uh, but I want to see what I want to see what happens next. I mean, technically, I could 
leave the island and just not take part in the rest of this saga. But it will always be there. And eventually I will slip up and come back and then no time would have passed and I would have lied. So I can't tell him I'm going to leave the island. So who are you anyway? I would... I would have thought you might have figured that part out already, he says. Any suspicions you've come to possess are likely correct. I, I have... I have no suspicions. No suspicions at all. Tell him I have no intention of going anywhere. The armored man tells you. Your honesty is refreshing change from the deceit and illusion that seems so prevalent on the isle. Makes one wonder if any it makes one wonder if any of this is real, he says. Keenly aware of the icy fingers clawing at your psyche as the horsed figure speaks. You sense he is probing your mind. Perhaps in an attempt to determine if you've spoken the truth. You again ask the armoured wider who he is, determined to try to get to the bottom of at least some of the mysteries that confronted you ever since you first set foot on the island. He shakes his head in response. You must know your every step is being closely watched, he says. Friend and foe alike take keen interest in your movements on the isle. Even journeys cloaked in the cover of dusk find themselves balanced on the tongues of snakes and slipped into the ears of those better left ignorant, ignorant of such things. You talk, your thoughts immediately turn to your treks to the cave in the woods south of the keep wherein lies the portal that takes you to and from the isle. The illusion that protects you is but a thin disguise, he says. It's brought you time, little else. The safety you and others believe you believe it affords you is only illusion. For among your foes on the isle are those that do not rely upon their eyes to see. Ooh, someone has been said before. Does that mean? The third time, you ask the wider to identify himself, but he says nothing. Instead, he reaches beneath his cape and produces a small object which he casts onto the ground before you. You lean down and examine the item, and are surprised to discover it's almost identical to two others that you already possess. A third flat stone that bears an etching of a hawk in flight. Small etched stone number three. Let's have a look. This small flat stone bears crude etching of a hawk in flight. This stone was given was given to you by the lone joustone, the list field of Sangard Keep. If you insist on staying ashore, you might as well find the fourth of those pieces. Seek out the circling birds in the jagged hills. The rider lowers the visor of his helm and takes up the reins of his steed as he prepares to depart. You believe you may, you may have the final chance to ask him a question. One question he might be able to answer before he leaves. Now, okay, there are 
There are several. Ask him if he knows who you are. Yeah, he does. Ask him if he knows of Uriel. Ask him if he's in league with Thane Point. Ask him if he's in league with Thane Mazabak. Ask him if he's in the league. If he's the man known as Blue Cape. Ask him about Wavenbone. Okay. Now, normally, you could just play this, this level over and over again. And quit without saving. And get all the answers. But, I don't feel like doing that. So... I'm just going to pick one of them, and that will be it. Oh, I've just had a randomly generated number, and it's six, so I'll just choose the last one. Ask him about Wave and Bone. I would not make that hurt word. I would not make that word a common occurrence, he says. His tone grave as he delivers an unsettling warning. There's a word that is certain to catch precisely the wrong sort of attention. Already those who have paid dearly for speaking too openly of such matters. Now, if you want to see what all the answers are, well, you'll just have to play the game yourself. Although, admittedly, they're also on the wiki. But they don't. And then you'll see how things are. Well, no that much because it's so on guard and no one is ever just saying yeah this is the scheme this is what I'm planning if you agree with it you can join me if you don't we'll probably end up fighting at some point the rider urges to force forward and the animal begins trotting to the far side of the field as he leaves, you find yourself wondering just how much more he knows about what is transpiring on the aisle. Probably a lot. The bider's bulky form suddenly waddles and sways unsteadily in the saddle. It seems he's momentarily difficulty keeping his balance. Almost immediately, the thought of surprising him from behind as he rides away and subduing him in an effort to learn more of what he knows. Like, suddenly, like, he knows, splits into your mind. Oh, he's not going to tell me anything. I will let him depart. Continue to watch the wider as he departs. Much to your surprise, his apparent unsteadiness, unsteadiness in the saddle suddenly becomes more pronounced. Suddenly. Suddenly, the man topples from his horse. He crashes to the ground, just to the left of his startled steed. The charger bolts across the list field to the west. He rushed the side of the fallen wider and peered down at the empty, heavy set full plate. You were stunned to discover it actually, what actually lies at your feet. When the fallen wider, fallen wider shows no sign of movement, you quickly lean, quickly lean down and remove the helm covers his head, only to have the piece of armour roll quickly freely across, across the ground as your hands grasp it. There's no head beneath it. You quickly examine the, the rest of the armour and find that it's merely in an empty suit, full plate. 
No trace of the man whom you spoke to only moments ago remains. Alright. Someone is only here in some sort of telepresence thing. And whoever that person is, is very powerful indeed. Suddenly made wary by the unexpected and unsettling turn of events, you cast your gaze about the perimeter of the list field, seeking any sign that you are not alone. But there is no one else. No one else within sight. You harped. Your eyes again fall upon the ground at your feet. Your heart skips a beat there, where the suit of full plate rested, rested near, rested only a few seconds ago, is a pile of cloth armor and a crudely sketched, stitched cloth mask. Hmm. Well, it's Soundguard. Everything is illusions and lies. You only just turned away from the pile of cloth armour when a crippling pain explodes in your head. You turn in agony and drop to your knees as the staggering pain continues to pulse through your your head. Icy fingers tear at the fabric fabric of your psyche. Right, picking a number. Bonus sixty. 20 from mine, 20 from aura, 20 from spirit. Gotta get 70, 75 or more. Or they will just continue to just go to absolute town on my psyche. Peak now. 155 success. Your mental fortitude has helped you fend off the worst of the, pa- the powerful sonic attack. The strenuous effort has left you weakened. Alright, that's 12. Stand on my points lost. You wearily stagger to your feet as you struggle to regain your senses. You You quickly cast your gaze about the perimeter of the list field in a desperate bid to locate who or what is attacking. Attacking your mind is playing to you. Is your psyche cannot hope to withstand many more of these attacks. Picking a one number. Bonus of 60. 10 from mind, 10 from aura. 18 from theory and woodmanship. And 4 from luck. Oh yes, because my luck has for some reason gone down to 15. That is because I'm not wielding the quick stack dagger, but now I am, and it's back up to 20. So we set, and luck, 5 from luck. Oh well, got to get 100 or more to get some clue as to where this assailant is. Pick now. 101, success. Your heart leaps as your eyes lock on to the figure of the thin man, crouched the edge of the largest of the stable buildings, where the coral fence and the corner of the list field meet. You, you, your, your mind, the man seems to realise he's been spotted, 
and immediately turns and dashes off around the corner of the stable, disappearing from view. With no desire to allow the man to escape, you tear off across the field towards the building, but as you turn the corner, the corner around which he fled, you saw no sign of him. The weird door of the large stables you're wide stands open. Ahead of you, just in the north of the corral, is a small, dense corpse of trees. You reason that both, both the stable and the small knot of the forest could provide adequate means of concealment. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So I could look for the examine the cops, examine the sable building, or just not look. I could use divination, whatever shadow magic is, or woodmanship to get get some idea. I'll use woodmanship. There's a key. Atex beat on woodmanship. You You bend to the ground and closely examine the earth for any clue that might indicate where, where the man you saw at the edge of the car was gone. A faint smile crosses your lips as you notice several depressions in the ground. Several depressions in the ground beneath the ground. Several depressions in the ground between the, in, between the stable and the horse. Seems the man has yeah. Seems the man has fled into the corpse of trees. Alright, then investigate it. Investigate it yourself. You You step cautiously into the into the tangled corpse. Moving through through the bra- the bramble the bramble law that chokes small thicket. As you ima- as you ima- as you proceed through this child undergrowth, your eyes and your ears remain alert for any sign of the elusive figure you spotted at the edge of the list field. Picking a number Bonus of four six. Eighteen from Woodmanship either way and ten from luck. Gotta get a hundred or more. Pick now. Eighty nine failure. A sudden movement to your left draws your attention, but before you have the chance to react, a sharp pain erupts with your sides. You turn to find a man, a thin man, stepping away from you. From you, a bloodied knife clutched in his bony hands. It's the very blade that's just dealt you a grievous wound. Alright. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight points of damage. Weakened by the loss of blood, but determined not to let your assailants escape. 
You leap over to the man and lock your arms. Hook arm round, round his neck. Quite, quite unexpectedly, the man you're attempting to overpower seems to possess a great deal of physical strength. You, you struggle to hold. You, you struggle to hold your, hold your own. She thrashes about in a desperate attempt bid to slip three of your grasp. You've yet to take a look at his face. You struggle to retain your hold on the man whose physical strength seems oddly disproportionate to his relative frailness. Picking number, bonus of 58, 20 from might and body, and 18 from unarmed combat. They get 75 or more to overpower him. Pick now. Run him around. After a lengthy, a lengthy struggle, you manage to overpower the man. You quickly spin him around to see his face. His scowling, his scowling countenance is what one you recognise. Though the man creases of his weathered and skin portray his advanced age. He glares at you with the wide, dark eyes, but says nothing. A broad scar crosses his chin, just below his lower lip. You angrily ask him why he is attacked you, but he remains defiantly silent. Well, it is so God. There are far worse things that, that, that could happen to him with anything I could do. You angrily ask, remains to finally silent. With, with a nimble twist, the man slips three of your gasp, brandishing a knife. You, the assailant coolly crusts, coolly crusts, coolly thrusts the, the blade. Blade or the blade of the knife at you, picking number, bonus of 38, 20 from agility, 18 from one arm combat. Gotta get 20 or more, I can get a stat, pick now. 93, success. You managed to block, you managed to block the thrust of the, of the counter with a, with a blow to the man's wrist that, that causes him to, causes him to drop the blade. He springs back. He springs back and dashes off to the east, disappearing into the into the surrounding tangle. Surrounding tangle. You snatch up the lost weapon. You immediately take up the suit. It's a triple-bladed knife. It's a weapon. It's got an encumbrance of four. It's well crafted and boosts your melee rating by two. This was the deadly instrument wielded by the man who attacked you in the copse near cops, near, near the corn at the Sangan Keep. His weapon is of, of well crafted quality. It's a trouble blade, yeah. And that's that. You spill out upon the cops at the edge tall grass and the field that, that fills up to it but there is no sign of your assailant 
Though you find it difficult to figure out how he could have just disappeared, you quickly you quickly went with no obvious cover in sight. A certain he is gone. Dismayed, dismayed that he could he have no further information on him. Thankful. You surprised. His murderous attacks and turn and start off in the direction of the keep. You keep up to the board. You keep to the board on the even road that leads to the gates of the keep. You decide that it would be best to keep the encounter with the lonely jousting. You have unknown. You have your and your unknown assailant to yourself. Your brief. A brief but informative conversation with the armoured wider has served has served to strengthen your belief. Belief that, that you've yet yet to meet anyone on the shores of the shores of the keep Sangard you can you can truly trust, with perhaps one exception. As you pass pass through the gates of the Grim Corporate Cor, Grim Fortress the grit, the get, the faces of those, those seemingly connected with, with this increasingly mysterious business, that continues to unfold on the Swome Island, scroll, scroll about, about, about your thoughts. On, on foremost amongst those face, faces is, is the is the shining set of blue eyes, that appears. And a pit that appeared out from from the open visor of the open jouster's helm. While you cannot yet put your finger on it, there was something about that eerie familiar face. Eerily familiar about that fierce gaze. And that ends this adventure with 384 experienced 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 to general. And that is the end of this adventure. Uh, and that's it. Okay, adventure part. Another adventure. The Jouster. The Joust part 5. Only four of the Jousters remain. Start the adventure. Embark on this adventure. Under the, under the cloudless blue sky of a crisp, windy, windy afternoon. After afternoon, you gather on the list field with your three fellow remaining contestants. You find you find your three from three fellow remaining remaining contestants, and can prepare to take part in the third third round of the joust. Three of three three men, three men who have. Remain to compete in, in the round. Gabloff, Tum, and Withlin are an all matter, an all master horseman, and a good, good bit of, with a good bit of jousting experience under, under their, their, their belts. You have little time 
You've whistled out the next belt. Next that next then your next bit of jousting is next then your next bout regardless of who your component is will be your toughest next yes. a sizable crowd of, of labourers labourers and soldiers has turned has turned on the, turned on the north edge of the field in anticipation of this crowd's afternoon, though you are quick to note that theme as back is once again not in attendance. Fakir once again arrives at the arrives at the far end of the field, where and and the remaining jousters have quickly gathered the surrounding the so gathered the surrounding. Gathered and announces the pairings. You'll only be facing Garalaf, leaving two men with him. Nithin to wide at each other. As you as you quit as you as you quit as you begin to make your way to the wet way to the edge of the proud charger. That will, that will immediately bear you into battle. Thakir, Thakir immediately, immediately, approaches you and takes you aside. This is, this is nothing I should, I should be over-concerned over, he says, glancing over. And, and as, as you make certain that you won't be overheard. But I had quite the unpleasant encounter in the training yard this morning. You can tell by you can tell by his alluded alluded demeanour, which like he was just unnerved him. The commander looks to his left, left it for a moment. Turns to face you. I walk. I walked about the keep as this morning to greet you. Through the rising of the sun brings me hope. It always has. Though particularly here. It is. I was drawing the vigil this morning when a man rolled up out of the darkness. To me, quite by surprise, that gear pauses and jousts two men with them. Will be the first. Will be facing each other in the first bout. Shawl past. And once again, look around, around towards the turning. Before turning. Turning back to you, continuing this narrative. Oh, sorry, I'm a bit. I seems. Oh, oh, my words are failing me. The man who walked out of the shadows with barely a sound. Barely a sound, my, my dude. 
and you and you come come you come up to come up you come up I startled that he that, that he that he must have words with me he says he wore a hood so so I understood that so I can see so I couldn't see his face as well as I'd like I would have liked well, liked through through I would have sworn that he had a beard. I've seen nearly all of nearly all of those that nearly all of that nearly all of nearly, nearly all that one could hope to see. You could hope to see they always those that one could hope to see. Seeing his life around here, there is little I believe that one one could one one could see his life. And there is little that believe that one could start with me, but. But there is, but it's, but I believe you can hope. Oh, I, I believe that I, I could hope, sir. Hope in his life. I'm like life, but not little that I believe could startle me. But I shall not forget those eyes, like the eyes of, like, blazing sapphires. Fiercest blue one could imagine. Okay, I'm guessing he's guessing he's like the arm grinder, but uh, I don't have a clue. Fiercest blue one could imagine. You 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 tw- you shift on easily. And stuck here just scribes. Describes the fierce blue eyes of the man who approached him in the early morning of, of the training yard. You are certain that he is the same man encountered on the vacant list field, perhaps elsewhere. The commander tells you that he, he is and he promptly demands his note. Without the man's, the name and his business, and what I was, I was prepared to reprehend him, reprehend, him for skulking about, about the keep fields at such an odd hour. And then what that stranger said next caught it completely off guard. Regular dude will be the undoing of us all. You know nothing where this of where this leads, he said. There's a slack here. Closing closing the hooded figure. You might as guess, Wakeler dude, and became quite offensive in the face of the curious, almost cryptic account. And he told him, and told him, I will not be spoken of in such a matter. Back here tells you 
he clapped his hand to the hilt of his sword to lend to lend lend assertion to his authority. But in that wake of that gesture, the stranger repeated himself, and then turned and strode off into the gloom. Ordering to stop, but as you can probably guess, he did not heed my glance and stuck here. Stretch shaking his head. Something told me to let him go. What I dare say. I regret that decision now. The commander leans forward. And boldly asks, asks you a pointed question. Question that leaves you taken aback. And wheeling to respond. Wheeling to, wheeling to respond. What, what you feel will your feel will be your best will be be the best possible answer. I trust you are not in league with this particular fellow, Wakeley Jude, he says. Are you? I can use divination to 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 give a to guess what the best response is. Do your use of divination succeeded for expedient divination. You channel your power of divination, and are able to sense the Fakir is suspicious of both you and your motives. You also sense the commander was not in league with the hooded, blue-eyed man whom he speaks. Tell Fakir you have not encountered the strange man. Tell Fakir you know nothing. Tell Fakir you have encountered the strange man. Look back here, you know nothing of this strange man. Uh, I, I, I don't, I, I don't understand what's happening. Uh, no, I know nothing of this strange man. Look here, seems somewhat dismayed by your response. And you are surprised. He promptly repeats the question. You echo your first answer. When his demeanor softens. Seems likely, likely, not. seems likely to be made plain in time, he says. I'm curious as to what, what name has so, to the name has so regularly, what, what, what was your, a name that so readily slipped from his tongue. You shall see, Wengilly dude. We shall see a lot more new faces since back here, throwing to the blue-eyed man. Through, through with some, with all, all that come and go from the island might prove to be a maddening task. Still, I suppose it might be rather difficult for someone like that to blend in around here. Fuck here tells you he's sorry to have posed the questions that sounded accusatory and that he cannot tr afford to trust his own heart in all circumstances. I mean nothing by it when could I do, he says, placing his hand on your shoulders as he prepares to move away. I will trust in my back in any fight. Now, 
Now, let's just get this joust underway. Fucking strides off. Strides off to announce the first bout between between Tomb and Wethwin. And Angie and put Angie resume your stroll over to the over to where where your sturdy large charger lies wasting. As you as you approach the horse, Thakir Thakir Thakir's words once continues to assert echo and jump mind. Suppose it might be rather difficult with someone like that to blend in around here. You're not entirely certain as it would. As as you as you stroke as you stroke the neck the neck your proud eager mount you're suddenly you're suddenly you're, you're started by a sudden strike sudden tap on your shoulder before you can Turn around. You find yourself staring in the smiling face of Arthrock. Okay. That's at least, at least someone I trust, I guess. I wish you luck, says the handsome huntsman as he leans forward and plants a kiss on your shoulder. Remember, my kiss perhaps the best luck you could hope for. The two of you share a, gla- share a laugh, and then the huntsman departs, heading off to join the crowd on the northern edge of the crests. If only dust, if only dust, turned your back to your horse when you start, when you're approached. My opponent for this round, the master horseman and swordsman, Clark. You best be on your best behaviour out there, says the tall, broad, 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 broad shouldered grey warrior with a, with a smirk spread across his face. I've been to being told. Been doing quite a bit of lance work these last few days. Even old Lance might find something to fear in old Ash might find something to fear in me. You speak with Gargoyle for several minutes and find he is a friendly old sort. Through old friends Through old friends with Ash Ash Tonman. Ash Tyneburn, whose unexpected exit from the tournament has served to cast a small cloud over the entire event. Well, best of luck then, he says, meeting in your shoulder cross, before turning and moving off into his waiting horse. From the saddle of your horse, he watches Tootoo rise against Wethwin 
Britain's first pounce. A solid blow from the tip of Toome's lance at the first pass sends his opponent crashing into the ground. Whistle is only able to regain his feet with the help from his, gra- of his gracious competitor. Gracious fellow competitor and Thakir. Toome is declared victor. Looks at both you, both he and Gasping Fellow before you. Bow appropriately for Thrakir. When when Toome and Thrakir are off the field, Thrakir notions to you and Thrakir. The two of you wide into place at the opposite ends of the field. Defines the list names. Course. Course of fills. Of course of horns fills the air. Electing a cheer from the gathered spectators. Thakir moves to the middle of the field. Holds up both his hands. Immediately subduing the din of the crowd to a faint murmur. Your horse... Horse immediately your horse impa- stamps impatiently and stalks and snarls and snorts, throwing his head from side to side. Fakir lowers his suddenly suddenly lowers his hands. Do you immediately uh, immediately urge your horse forward? The powerful charge, charge immediately breaks into a galloping, into a gallop, beneath, towards the white, towards the white side of the tilt. The far end of the hilt, Galloroff's steed, is once again its charger. Once again, it also begins its charge. You and the master horseman. Quickly find yourself bearing down on each other with unnerving speed. Your heart skips, your heart pounds as the as the thundering hoofbeats, hoofbeats of the two heavy chargers whine into the air, suddenly drowning out on the rapid, rapid char- cheers of the spectators. Spe- spectators. Clinging to the sides, to cling to the wings with one hand, and trying to hold your lance with the other. You fly down the hilt towards towards the close close of the tilt, perilously close to the tilt, as you prepare to make an attempt on horse. On horse, your Determined opponent. Okay, and here's here's your pick your number, and it is 108 from that bit. Goath gets 147. Pick now. Next number 131. I get two three. I get two three nine. He's two three two two four eight. You must now. 
fourth number, 145, click now. I get one more, I get one. I get one, one. Okay, I, I get three, three, one from that round. Alright, I'm um, seven. Oh, okay, seven eighty plus plus two three one. Okay, and then we go round again. Alright. Sure, sure. The Gavin spectators cheer wildly. Alright, next numbers. Alright, 125 versus 131, next number, and 238 versus 278, alright, picking a number, 145, alright, bonus 145, and, and, okay. I'm I'm six ten at this. Here's for here's five oh one. The tip of your lance smashes into the centre of Guara's shield, and the blow blow sends him toppling from the saddle. He lands on his he lands on his back, back in the middle of the lane, and he ga and gasps loudly in the as the impact drives the winged wind from his lungs. You, you glance. You expertly draw your charging, charging horse to a halt as you approach dismount, casting your, casting your lance aside in favour of the wooden sword you were chosen at the start of the tournament. Gwath quickly regains his feet, eat, and he turns to face, and turns to face you, branching his wooden sword with a not with a degree of skill that marks him as a true blade master. Despite having been unhorsed, he has suffered some and suffered some serious damage from the fall. The opponent appears determined to fight to the finish. The crowd roars wildly in anticipation of the fierce battle. Go a laugh. Begin combat. Lead non-lethal combat. He slashes you with his wooden sword. Devastating blow. Keep going. And he is defeated. 200... 37 experience. Goath tops to one knee and surrenders to fight. He casts about aside the wooden sword and curses. Pitiful weapon. Beats him by a stick! He cries, wincing, as he nurses his spot on his right shoulder. He struck only moments ago. Well done! Well fought, regular dude! All that Thrakir has told me about you is apparently true. 
Though I wish he had made more mention of your combat ability. The crowd cheers, and you and Goroth meet in the shoulder cross. He once again congratulates you on a fine showing. You and Goroth bow to Krakir before turning to the far side of the lists. And you and the commander commend you both. And he waves an exciting bout. You ought to have your you ought to have your hand with tomb when struck here, making reference to the man who you will face in the final bout of the joust. Some say he's as good as a lance with a with a lance's ash. No, I'm not quite well not I'm not not sure I quite believe it. Nevertheless, I think you're going to find yourself in in fight quite a fight. As you turn and lean your horse over to the far end of the f- of of the list field, where where a stable hand once again waits to take it back to the call, you're joined by Arthur. Who congratulates you on your victory and tells you he has no doubt you you are going to be clown champion. Don't be modest, regular dude, he says, smiling. Tomb is decent with a with the blade. But he hasn't hasn't even the sliver of your spirit. Don't you forget, of course got your single weapon. Before you can react, the handsome man, the handsome huntsman, leans forward and plants a quick kiss on your cheek. There, he smirks. All the luck you'll ever need. With that, Arthur Wook, that, uh, with that, You part ways with Arthrock. The gates of the gates of the keep. Then make your way. Wait what you've come to think of as the fortress of Thane Mazabak. And that ends this adventure with three hundred and eighty four experience the general. And that's that. For now the next one is part six. That is it. To the fortress, time to save. And until the next time, farewell, fellow adventurers. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.